Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. New series this morning, a brand new series called Born to Lead. Um, I don't know how you're wired. I don't know how you've been put together. Um, I don't know kind of what really get, gets kind of your wheel spinning. Uh, but I'm a very experiential kind of a person. Anybody, like, you're like me, you like the aesthetics of things. You go to a restaurant, you like the way it feels, you like the music. I, I, I'm an experience and a feel person. I'll give you an example. Uh, my wife and I, a couple years ago, were in Washington, D.C. And she, by the way, she, she's not that way. And we walk into a coffee shop and, and I went, ooh, I love this coffee shop. And she goes, we haven't even ordered yet. And I said, I know, but the vibe though, the music, the lighting, like I'm, that's, that's just how God's wired me. That's what really gets, gets my, my wheels turning. And I tell you that because, um, and worship was so good today. Both services, even in rehearsal, worship was so good. And, and I was sta- standing uh, back there in the back uh, next to one of my good friends, uh, Richard, back there, and we, we were worshiping, and I, I was uh, in, engaging in, in our time of worship together. And, and, and the Lord brought me back to a moment that was significant in, in my life. Uh, I think I was probably 16, 17 years old. I really don't remember how old I was. Um, but a man named Larry Titus uh, came and preached at our church. I don't re- really remember what he preached about. Um, I don't even remember why he was here. Uh, I remember nothing about Larry Titus being here except for uh, Sunday services were over that day. Pe- people were cleaning up. Th- things were getting put away. And, uh, you know, my, my mom and dad, senior pastors, uh, pastor's kid, if you're a PK, you understand uh, you're here late because you have to be here late. And uh, so we're just, we're, we're just wait, waiting for everything to wrap up. And I'll never forget Larry Titus, Pastor Larry Titus, um, walking out of that back door. And I was standing kind of in the middle of the foyer talk, talking to one of my friends. And he walked by me and he stopped put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, God has a great purpose and a great plan for your life. And then he kept walking. Something about that moment, something about that hand on my shoulder, Pastor Larry Titus depositing something in me to say, hey, young man, God's got something, purpose and plan for your, it, it, it shifted something on the inside of me. It, it marked me, it changed me. And I tell you that because really the, the sensation, the feeling, uh, the, the desired result this morning is that while maybe nobody uh, physically puts a hand on your shoulder, and some of you are like, no, please don't touch me, leave me alone. But, but, but I'm, I'm really praying this morning that, that spiritually, that you feel that hand on your shoulder and that something in you gets deposited and something in you gets awakened that you would be maybe, maybe reminded for, for the first time or maybe uh, just, just stirred up again that God has something significant for your life. We're starting this series, Born to Lead, and the whole idea behind this series is that every single one of us, not your neighbor, not the person in front of you or behind you, but every single one of us, that means you, that we've all been called by God to lead. I know right away the emotions that come up in various groups of people are probably very different. Uh, some of you here, you're very type A personality. Uh, you were the captain of the football team. You're just a stud. You're like, yeah, obviously, duh. I'm born to lead. Like, I'm, I'm the man. Uh, there are probably some of you who you're just skeptical. 
yeah, I've heard this sermon before. I totally know where you're going. God wants to use my life. I just, I'm not, I'm not super sure. And, and then there are those who are, um, who, because of insecurity, because of uncertainty, because of feelings of inadequacy, you hear God wants to use you. You're born to lead. And something in you almost wants to roll your eyes and start laughing like, yeah, right. But the reality is, and what we will see this, see this morning, is that every single one of us, we have been called by God to lead. Brandon, what, what do you mean lead? When I say lead, I don't mean organizational leadership. I, I don't mean a title. I don't mean a position of authority. But what, what I mean is recognizing that God has his hand on your life and that God has deposited something within you. You have something to give. And, and you recognizing God's called me to right where I am to evangelize my world and use what he's given me to build his church to see his kingdom advance. Leadership in God's kingdom is not a title. It's not a position. It's, it's not about authority. It's about you recognizing you, you've been given something. There's something on your life. There's something in you that God has deposited. And you have a part to play in building God's house and reaching people and advancing God's kingdom on this, this earth. Can I, can I just say this? That when it comes to the call of God that's on your life, hear me this morning, God is not trying to put more on you. God, God is not trying to make your, your shoulders heavy. God, God is not trying to put more on you. Rather, God is trying to pull out of you what's already in there. God's trying to pull out of you what already has been deposited. And let me, just, let me say this last thing before we, we, we read the scripture. But you have to realize that when it comes to serving, when it comes to using what God's given you, you always have more to gain than you have to give. You always have more to gain than you have to give. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 34, I believe Jesus said, my food, what nourishes and feeds me, and feed, my food is to do the will of my Father. In other words, Jesus teaches us that in life, fulfillment, joy, a sense, sense of purpose, it comes in relationship with God and fulfilling that purpose, that plan that God has on your life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 is where we're going to start this morning. And if you've you got a Bible, you can go there. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm reading out the New King James Version. Um, I will catch you up. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, Paul is reminding you and I where we were and where we are now. Paul, Paul says that we once were in darkness— we once were living in the ways of the world. We once had minds that were, that were twisted in, in, in our futile thinking. But now because of God's great love with which he loved us, he's brought us out. He's rescued us. He's redeemed us. Ephesians 2.8 says, now, not of our own works, but by the grace of God, through faith in Jesus, we have been made righteous and qualified. And, and he gets all the way to Ephesians 2, 2 verse 10. And this is what he said on the screen, Ephesians 2.10. He says, for we are, I, I love that language because it's definitive language. He's saying, no, I'm just telling you collectively, we are, that everyone's included on this. We are his workmanship, his master creation. We are his workmanship and we have been created, some could say created anew. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that the moment you said yes to Jesus, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, that you were a new creation in Christ. That, that a transformative work from God's spirit happened on the inside of you, and although you're still in the same skin, you're not the same person anymore. 
We're, we all are his workmanship, created anew in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I want to give you the title of the sermon this morning. It's simply this, called, qualified, and empowered. Called, qualified, and empowered. And, and I want to preach from this this, this idea, this, this position this morning, that it doesn't matter what reason or excuse you have conjured up, you have bought into, you, you, you've, been, you've been sold, that there are no more reasons and no more excuses as to why we cannot lean into God's call on our life and fulfill it because of God's great love and what God has done through the finished work of Jesus. Call, called, qualified in and empowered. Can I pray for us one more time and ask God that he would take these moments and deposit uh, in us something significant, and, uh, and then we'll jump in. Let's pray. God, thank you today for your supernatural partnership as, as this word is being preached. I cannot physically or spiritually put my hand on every person's shoulder and look them in the eye and say, you're, you're called by God. But I prayed that this morning, Holy Spirit, through the supernatural power of God, that you would minister to every heart and every soul. God, you know where people are today. You know where they are. And I pray that you'd open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to receive from you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, uh, by show of hands, let's just get on the same page. Have you ever made an excuse for something you did not want to do? Okay, there's like 50% honesty in the room. Um, you're making an excuse right now while you're not raising your hand. You're proving my point. Um, we, we've all made excuses before for why we don't do things we don't, we don't want to do. And, and, and you're probably aware of this, um, but, but indulge me for a second. We, we all know there's a difference in a reason and an excuse. A reason is something legitimate, a reason is an actual rationalization that makes sense. An excuse is an irrational rationalization to get you out of something you do or do not want to, to do. I'll give you an example, and I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, so I'll just look, look right here. I'll look at Pastor Gill because he's always on time, but uh, let's just talk about being on time to church. There are reasons to not be on time to church. We went to bed early, we got up early, like everything's prepared, we are ready to come. We, we don't even need to be called, forget the call to worship, we don't need to be called to worship. We've been called by God to worship, so we are here, we're ready to engage, we're ready, and, and then traffic happens. Uh, Friday, I, I got up to take uh, my daughter to preschool, and I had a flat tire. Like, we, we were late unintentional. I had a flat tire. That's a, that's a reason. We hit traffic. The tire was flat. The, like in the last minute, the dog peed all over my shoes. That actually happened to me this week. I don't want to talk about it. It was very devastating to me. Um, like like my, my dog, he, he ate a new sweatshirt that I got and he peed on my shoes this week. Anybody, if you're interested in a dog, please talk to me after service. We have, we have one that's available. But, but that, that, that's a reason. I had all, all the intentionality of being here on time and just there, something happened. And, and there, then there are the people, come on, I've been in your shoes before, that, that you come late to church with the hint of Dunkin' Donuts on your breath and a Starbucks in your hand. And it's like, you know, I just, I'm, I'm a man of the word, Brandon. And the Bible says, worship the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your body. And I'm going to be honest, I can't do that without, without a caramel macchiato. 
I don't, I don't have the ability to fully, and that would be a, an, an excuse. What, what's, what's funny is when it comes to the call of God that's on our life, we all have reasons, every one of us, myself included, why we are not fully leaning in to that call. But, but what I'd like to maybe help us see this morning is that what we have categorized as reasons, actually, we could maybe slide into the category of excuses because of God's, God's great love and, and what he's accomplished. So I'll give you kind of three categories that I want to speak to this morning. Number one is this, just this, this, this reason, this, this thing in us that goes, I don't really know if I'm actually called by God. I, I think this reason could come out of either insecurity or apathy. And, and both are, are real. The insecure person will go, I don't, like, yeah, sure, like, Spencer's called by God. Like, his beard is amazing. And when he leads worship, it's like, oh, God, like, I, I, could, I literally like, see angels right now. And, like, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that good. I don't really have a lot to give. And, and insecurity would go, I don't really know if I'm actually called by God. Uh, uh, apathy, which, which, which may, may be more prevalent, uh, 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 what am I looking for? More prevalent is I'm actually more interested in my life. I'm more interested in my will, my plans, my life, my schedule, the things that I like. And I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced it's really all that big of a deal. But, but either way, we, we, we can buy into categorically the lie, the reason, the excuse of I'm not really actually, like it's not a big deal. Second one I think is maybe very prevalent is that we just don't feel like we're good enough. You ever just felt like you just weren't good enough for something? I just don't think that I'm actually that. And, and because of faults, failures, past mistakes, we, we just feel like, yeah, even if I am called by God, I'm, like, I'm not that guy, though. Like, God, God, I know you're not calling my number because I can see my, my deficiency. And the third one I want to speak today is, is simply this. We, we just feel like we're inadequate. I don't, I don't have what it takes. Great, Brandon, I'm called by God to do something great. I can't even pray at the lunch table. You, you, you ever been called in, in a situation like, hey, 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 Bob, you want to pray, pray for the food? And you're like, uh, no, actually. Like, I, I can't even pray at Thanksgiving dinner. Like, how, how am I like, qualified at all to be? But what, what I want to show you this morning is that every one of us, we, we, this is what we learned in this series here, here a few, few, few months ago, we went through this freedom series, that if we're going to lean into and we're going to be everything God's called us to, we have to learn to identify, to spot the lies of the enemy and combat them with the truth of God's word. And what I, what I simply want to do today is expose these lies, these reasons, these excuses we've given ourselves and say, no, 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 Let, let's combat this with the truth of God's word so that we can fully lean into and be all that God's called us to be. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. This first truth that I want to give you is simply this, that you are called by God. You are called by God. Whether, whether because of apathy or insecurity, you wrestle with the thought of, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really think God actually wants to. You, 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 got, you got to dismantle and dismiss that right now and, and just settle in for a minute and realize I actually am called by God, I, I don't do this all the time, but I want to read you uh, direct, directly from my notes, something that I wrote. Um, we have to recognize that this is not our idea. This isn't our plan. This isn't something that we came up with. The call that's upon our life is one that God has placed on our lives. If it was our idea, our plan, or something that we came up with, we may be on shaky ground, but it's not. 
The fact that this is God's plan should bring confidence and urgency. Confidence because God knows us better than we know ourselves. He sees and is aware of all of our faults, failures, past, present, and future. He knows that we're feeble in our humanity and that in ourselves are insufficient, and yet still he has called us. Urgency, because we will all stand before God and give an account. Did you know that that's real? That the Bible says we will all stand before God and give an account for what was done in the body. Give an account of how we stewarded our time, talent, and treasures. Give an account of the response that that we had to God's invitation for our, our lives. And make no mistake about it, the Bible is explicitly clear. All of us, we've been called by God. We've been called by God. Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, we read it, that we all are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for, for, for good works. One of my favorite collection of scriptures, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5, it says, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. And, and God said to Jeremiah, before you were born, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he says three things. He says, I knew you. I set you apart. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Think about that for a second. He says, Jeremiah, before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, I, I knew you. Can I tell you this morning, God knows you. Psalm 139 says that God, he is intimately acquainted with all of your ways. You're you're rising up, you're sitting down, you're going out, you're coming back in. Proverbs 5.21 says that all of our ways are before the Lord and he ponders or considers all of our thinking, all of our thoughts. Bible says that if you were to count up the number of grains of sand on on, on the earth, that it would not outnumber the thoughts of God towards you on a daily basis. God is intimately acquainted with you in all of your ways. He says, Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. And I set you apart. You've been placed in the family you're in for a reason. You're you're living in 2021 for a reason. You're in the job. You have the kids. You have the relationships. You're on the team. You're on the campus. Where you are is intentional. And God said, I've ordained you. That word ordained is simply a very big Bible word for I've put something on you. I've placed something on you. There's a calling that is on your life. Brandon, what is the call that's on my life? Let me just give you, give you two thoughts. Number one, it is actually to evangelize your world. See, this is why I've argued with people before when people go, well, I don't know, Brandon. Like, I don't think everyone in, like, in God's kingdom is really called to be a leader. Okay, well then, like, let's, let's rationalize for a minute. We won't read it, but Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Jesus said to all who would call upon his name, Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe my ways. That that wasn't the great encouragement. That was the great commission, the the great command for all believers. Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20, he says, for we are, that's all of, we are Christ's ambassadors to the world. Now, let's just think about this for a second. Leadership at its simplest form is the act of leading. It's whether it's through encouragement, example, whatever it might be, it's it's simply the act of helping someone get from where they are to where they where they're going. 
Bible says in 1 Timothy, I believe that it is God's desire for all men to be saved. Like, just let that sink in. That it's actually the will of God for every single person on your high school campus, for every single person on your cul-de-sac, for every single person that you work with every day to come to the knowledge of the truth and to receive salvation. That's God's will. And God said to all, actually the, the calling that I have on your life is to look for every opportunity I will put before you to help someone get from where they are to where I desire for them to be. That's leadership. And according to scripture, we've all been called to it. We've all been called to help people in our world. You, you have a world. Maybe you're not called to the ends of the earth, but you have a sphere of influence. You have friends, you have family members, you have, you have a sphere of influence. And God says to everyone, your call, your mandate is to go into your world and to simply help people get from where they are to where I desire them to be. And that is into the knowledge. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That he offers what no one else can offer, life and life to the full. That it doesn't matter their past or, or present failures, that he's the one that offers free and full forgiveness of sins and justification that, that actually he can redeem and rescue marriages and he can heal bodies and, and he, he's a miracle working God that's so in love with creation that he makes it. This is the, the call that all of us have. I don't know, Brandon, because I prayed one time, like we did this fast for church and I did the 21 days of prayer and fasting and I prayed and what God led me to was like this new job, Miss, Miss Nomer, that, that your, your vocation where you work is your calling. Now, I, I'd be happy to discuss this after the service if it would bring more clarification, but I am convinced there's not anybody that's called to be a doctor, lawyer, farmer, fire, firefighter, or, or barista. That doesn't mean God will not lead you there. Doesn't, that doesn't mean that God will not prompt you and say, hey, I'm asking you to go here. But all of us have been called to be ambassadors. And your vocation, it is simply the location that God has set you apart and placed you in so you can do what you're, what you're called to do. Actually, my calling is not just to help the company make more money. Although I'm all about that because if the company makes more money, I make more money, more money, win, win, thank you, Jesus. But God, I, I'm actually not called to just like help, help with, with the numbers. I'm not just called to, you know, say, would you like fries with that? You, you put me here because there's a calling on my life that's bigger than me. And, and, and my, my vocation, it's just the location that you've set me to fulfill this great call because we live in a dark and a hurting and a broken world that needs the love and the life of Jesus. There, there's, there's a conference years ago at, at this church in Miami, Florida. And, and I love the theme of it, although I don't know if I like, theologically agree with it, but, 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 but I love the concept. The concept of the conference was no one else is coming. That we should be living with this sense of urgency saying, God, you've placed me in my world. And I'm surrounded by people. You've given me influence. And it's possible that I am the only one that will, will ever have this opportunity to have this conversation. Hey, this, this person, they're hurting, they're broken. They, they need someone to lay hands and pray for them. And, and newsflash, no one else is coming right now but me. 
I've been called to this. Secondly, we've all been called to build his church. All of us. Like, like we're not just supposed to go out, but, but we're all supposed to be bringing people back into community because the local church is still what Jesus said, Matthew 16, 18, what he's building. The local church is still the greatest representation that our world has of Jesus because we are the body of Christ. Nobody is more valuable than the other, but together we make up the whole. And it's the local church where people are ministered to, where people are discipled, where people are equipped. It's the local church where people get surrounded by community so they can be, be whole, so they can find, find their... It's the local church where God desires to do so much of the work, and we have to realize this calling that's on me, it is to go, but it's also to, to build. This calling that God has given me, it is to go and it is to leverage everything I have to reach people who are, who are, who are far from God, but it's also to say, God, you've given me something to give. Uh, Romans chapter 12, we, we won't read the scripture, but I want to give it to you in case you, you want to jot it down. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 through 8, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 14. Paul says in both of these scriptures, hey, we're the body of Christ. No one person makes up the whole. It doesn't matter how awesome, gifted, talented. No, no one person makes up the whole. We are all individual members of the body, and the body is not whole if every member is not doing its, its part. Paul, Paul, Paul would say in Romans, he, he would say, hey, whatever God has given you, whatever gift has been distributed to you, you better be using that thing with, with all diligence. This is not my pitch to go, all right, now we all need people to sign up to volunteer, although we actually do and we'll get there momentarily. But, but it's, not about, it's not about Lakeshore. It's not about, it's not about our church. It's about you. Remember, the emphasis of God's call in your life, it's not trying to put more on you. It's trying to pull out of you what's already there. It's not, it's not trying to get you to give something. You always have more to gain than you do to give. And there is a clear mandate in scripture. We have all been called. I don't know, Brandon. I'm just not. I just don't think that I'm, that I'm at that place. Number two, jot this down. Second lie that we have to combat with the truth of God's word. You can write this down. That we've been qualified in Christ. You are called by God. And you've been qualified in, in Christ. I was t t talking to someone a uh, few, few, few months ago. And, and we have this area of our church right now where we, where we really need someone to step in. Like we really need someone to, it, it's kind of like an area where it's kind of a, like a specialty that you need to have. And, and this person, they're the perfect person. They have all of the skill, all of the experience, all of the knowledge, not just how to do it, but how to like build teams and equip people, and they have a passion for it. And I'm like, home run. Like this, like, 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 like this, this is easy. And, and so, so we go have lunch, and I'm like, yeah, like you're the perfect person, man. You, you have all the skill, you have all the gifting, God, God positioned you for all these years, and you have all, all of this experience that's within you, you have the time, you have the, like, like it's all there. He goes, yeah. I just, I can't do it, pastor. Why? He said, I'm just, I'm just not there yet. What, what, what do you mean you're not? I've, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in my past 
and, and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And, I've, I've, and, and all of a sudden, here, here's the laundry list of all the reasons why I, I know I'm called. I want to be used. I'm just, I'm just not good enough. You can write this down or remember this, that God does not just call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Let's just do a history lesson and look at all the heroes of the faith. Moses was a murderer. Moses got a little overly ambitious and he, he took two people's lives. Let's, let's look at Rahab, who God used. She, she, she was a prostitute. Let's look at King David, the man after God's own heart who missed it like wildly missed it, who committed adultery and then murdered to cover it up? What about Peter, who denied Jesus publicly three times and, 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 and left, walked away? What about Paul, who before he was called was literally in the business of hunting down Christians to imprison them and murder them, who was standing there giving his consent, Acts chapter eight, watching Stephen, be brutally stoned to death. The Bible is clear. God doesn't just call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, before we even get to verse 10, what, what does it say? That by grace, you've been saved through faith, not of your works, lest you should, lest you should boast. It is the gift of God. If you're a note taker, I'm gonna give you just a, a string of scripture real quick. First John 1, 9. God is faithful. If, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I love it. Bible goes, if you just come to God and you, 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 you bring your, your sin before him, he's faithful, meaning he will do it every time. And he's just, meaning he has all ability to do it. He's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you. Hebrews 10, 14 says that by one sacrifice, by one offering, forever, Jesus has perfected you and I, although we are still being made holy. Although we're still a work in progress, we've been perfected and called righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21, he who knew no sin became sin. I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 5, 1 through 2, by faith I've been justified and made right. By faith I've been justified and made right. I'm at peace with God. And I've been given access to all of God's grace. I, I, I don't know what mistake. I don't know what failure. I don't know what big season of your life where you missed it that has caused you to buy into the lie and reason and rationalize your way out of leaning into God's call. But hear me this morning, you've been qualified. Jesus has qualified you by his finished work. When it comes to fulfilling the call of God on our life, and when it comes to leadership in God's kingdom, it is not our good works that qualify us, but rather it is Jesus' finished work and the transformative work of the Holy Spirit. It's not your works. Like, God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people, humble people, that will simply say, God, I don't, I don't have a lot to offer. I don't have a lot to give. But right where I am, in my home with my kids, right where I am, just, just rubbing elbows with people at the office, on the soccer, just wherever I am, God, I want to be used by you. You've called me to something. I might not, not have everything, but you've, been, you've given me some gifts and some abilities. And 
And, and I want to be used by you to build your church, to reach people, to, to, to advance your, your kingdom. And I'm not perfect, but you have qualified me because this is not about your performance. It's not your good works. We've been qualified because of Jesus' finished work and this transformative work of God's spirit that's happening right now, right here on, on the inside. Number three, and we'll, we'll close with this. But you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. You've been called by God. You've been qualified in the finished work of Jesus and you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, if, if you live with this reason, with this rationalization, like I just, I'm not adequate enough. I will give you credit this morning. That's the one reason that I'm like, ah, that's actually pretty, pretty legitimate. You, you and me both. I do not have it in my own ability to be used by God at all. And I'm going to prove it to you real quick. Acts chapter one, verse four and five, listen to this. Jesus has, has just been resurrected and he's about to ascend. And listen to what he says, Acts chapter one, verse four through five. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them. This is strong language, not a suggestion. He's commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit many days from now. Wait, wait a minute. I thought Jesus, like, his whole thing was go. Go into all the world. He says, for sure. But, but, but let me just give you just a, a quick command. But please, for all, like, just for, for the love of all that's holy, please don't go anywhere but wait right here until you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's consider this for a second, because this actually rages against the way most of us think about being qualified to be used by God. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, ah, yeah, Brandon, you know, I'm, I'm not a pastor, man, I didn't go to Bible college. Cool, that, that, that's great. Yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm kind of new to church, and I, I, don't, I don't really know a lot about the Bible, and like, awesome. Let's not stay there, but cool, that's, that's not a big deal. But see, because the way we think about being like, qualified to be used by God is we think, all right, I gotta read more books. Hey, what, what, classes, do you, what, what classes do you guys offer? You guys got like an internship program? Like, what can I do? I gotta read more books. I, I gotta take classes, I gotta go to college. But let's think about this for a second. Let's just, just use our brains. These 12 disciples, they were a part of the greatest internship program of all time. Three years walking with God in flesh. Jesus called them that they might be with him and that he might train them and release them and, and send them out. And here's these 12 guys. They just spent the last three years. They've heard every sermon. They've watched all of the miracles. Peter walked on water. They've, they've had all the side conversations Hey, hey, guys, you see what I did right there? You see, they, they've been personally trained and brought up by Jesus. Not only that, but they've kind of like got, you know, got a taste for it because the Bible says that they've been sent out before. And when they got sent out, it worked. They came back like, Jesus, you will never guess. It actually worked. We pray for people and demons were cast out. We laid hands on this lady and she was actually healed. We said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and people got saved. It worked. So why is it? Why is it? Here we are in Acts chapter one and he says, please don't go until 
until you've, you've received the prompt. Why? Be, because it is not possible for you and I to represent a supernatural God in our natural ability. Can't do it. So if you feel inadequate, join the club. And that's actually a great place to start because we, we don't have the ability with, within ourselves. Jesus modeled for us, Luke chapter four, he, he was baptized and filled with the spirit of God. And then he commanded his disciples, guys, I'm handing you my mission, which, which I, I love that picture because notice he did not hand his mission to an individual. He handed his mission to a group of people. God has handed his mission for humanity to be reconciled to God to groups of people called local churches. He, he's handed his mandate to groups of people that he set in, in, in a place, in a location, because that group together has the ability to reach a, wow, what, what, a, what a wildly different thought than we, than we often think. Yeah, man, my, my world needs Jesus. I hope the pastors like figure that out. Newsflash, Ephesians says that the role of the pastors and leaders is actually to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That, that we all have something to give and it's, it's the community that God has called to to leverage our influence to reach people. Leverage what we've been given to build God's house and to advance his, his kingdom. And Jesus says, please, 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 don't go until you've been endued with power. Acts chapter one, verse eight, because, because Acts chapter one, verse eight, he says, because when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be witnesses to me, but you shall receive power. You shall receive ability. You'll be endued with power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's what I mean, Brandon. Like that, that's my reason. I, I'm, I'm just waiting for the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. He, he was speaking to them because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. Newsflash, though, the Holy Spirit was poured out 2,000 years ago. And now you and I have every ability in this moment to say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Endue me with power so in your ability I can be who you've called me to be and I can reach my friends and I can reach my campus and I can reach my world. We, we have everything we need in the power of God's Holy Spirit. I want to close right here and I'll, I'll invite the, the worship team to, to come on up and to help me close. I, w- I want to read you a scripture that I opened first service with and, and I just decided to, to, to do it a little differently second service. I want to read you the scripture and I, and I want to kind of g- give you a, a conclusion. Uh, the, the, the other day, uh, we, were, we were at home and my wife, she handed me a laundry basket full of clean clothes to bring upstairs. She was handing me a basket of clean clothes because she had the intention of me going and doing something about it. Did I fold them? I don't want to talk about it. But, but this sermon, this idea of, like, we, we've been called by God. I'm not handing this to you today to put in your journal and go, that's, that, that's great. And like, that's, that's a cool thought. Interesting. Totally, man. I definitely want to be about that. Where are we going for lunch? Luke chapter 10, verse, verse 2. Listen to what Jesus said. 
Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray, the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into his harvest. Notice what Jesus said. He said, the harvest is great. In, in other words, I remember Pastor Gil preached a sermon, a sermon years ago, and, and, and the emphasis of his sermon was, the whole world is waiting for Jesus. We were created for our creator. And our world doesn't know it, but with the hope, the truth, the life they are looking for, it is the person of Jesus. And Jesus said, just know right now, the harvest is great. In other words, our world is waiting. They're ready. They're more ripe than you think they are for, for receiving the gospel. Jesus never said we had a harvest problem. He said we had a, we had a laborer's problem. He, I, I love Pastor Gil pointed this out in, in one of our meetings this past week. Then he said, and the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. And notice he didn't say, so guys, come on, let's pray for the harvest. The harvest is great. Let's, let's pray for him. God, we, no, he said, really the prayer needs to be for, for God's people. That there would be a stirring and there would be a conviction to go, the harvest is great. But, but I, I've been called. But there's something on me that God's called me to, I was born to lead. God's called me to evangelize my world. I don't even know what that looks like right now, but God, you've called me to be used by you to reach lost people. You've called me, God, to, to leverage what I've been given to build your house, that this will be a place where people can come and all of their needs are met because the whole has brought what they have, have to give. We are June 12th. We are launching Saturday night services. Saturdays in, in the summer is what we're calling it. And, and can I tell you, we are not launching Saturday night services because we want to have more services. We're not. The, the reason we're launching Saturday night services is because we want to make more room to reach more people. We, we currently, with, with how, how we're doing church in this season, we currently do not have the room to reach more people. And God is calling us to make more room so we can reach more people. But can I tell you the only way that we're able to do that, the only way that we have any hope of reaching more people is that God begins to stir the hearts of the laborers. That God begins to stir your heart. That God begins to stir you up and help you to see that every day you're walking into a world that is desperate for Jesus and you have something to give. That God begins to stir your heart that, that you've actually been called to be a part of a community and a body where you have something to give and to, to help build God's house. And here, here, here's the emphasis. I'm asking you to do two things. Number one, here, here, here's the big response. I, I'm challenging you today, receive. Receive what, Brandon? Receive freshly the call that's on your life, the qualification that you, you, you've been given in Christ, and the power of God's Spirit. That's where it starts. It starts with every one of us drawing a line in the sand. This is not just like you. I, I'm driving into church this morning, praying and thinking about the sermon, and I just, I just felt convicted. No, this is for me. And so I'm, I'm driving to church this morning, and I got one of my hands lifted, the other one on the steering wheel. My eyes were open. I, I did not say, Jesus, take the wheel. But I'm just going, God, I, I freshly, like I can get so in routine. I freshly just receive your call. I am called by you. 
God, I, I freshly receive today your qualification. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Thank, I freshly want to receive today the power of your spirit. It starts with you and I receiving. Recognizing that the harvest is great, but people that are willing to receive, it's few. It's just the reality. It's the reality. And it starts with you and I going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive. But then secondly, secondly, our, our challenge, our encouragement, uh, whatever you want to call it, is that everyone would invite one, serve one. Come on, you, you know you have one friend. You know you have one neighbor. You know there's one crazy person in your cul-de-sac that needs Jesus. You know you have one family member. What would happen if every single person just got stirred? Say, God, I, I can't reach my whole world overnight, but I can reach one person. God, I, I, I can't share the gospel with every single person on my campus like today, but I could, I could, I could share the gospel with one person. What, what if we all got stirred and said, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me freshly. Give, give, give me eyes to see opportunity. And then give me the supernatural empowered boldness to take it. it what would happen, it's not math, but overnight, the reach of our community would increase, wouldn't it? See, the reach of our community will not increase because we preach better sermons or have better songs. The reach of our community will increase because the whole recognizing this is, this is a, an us thing. Our encouragement is that you invite one. We're, we're heading towards Saturday night services. We're making more room. Why don't we help us reach more people? Here, here's number two, that you would serve one. Did you know that serving one Sunday a month, one service, one Sunday could make a huge difference, could make a huge impact? You might not have, 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 have 100 hours, but do you have one? Do you have two? That once a month you can say, God, I don't have a lot right now, but what I do have... I'm offering to you saying, I want to give what I have so I can help build God's house and reach more people. I'm going to pray here in just a second, but we're going to have a meeting for anyone who's interested in being a part of not just our Saturday night launch, but a part of what it'll look like holistically. Maybe you don't want to come Saturdays, but you're going to be here Sunday and you want to know how can I be involved? How can I serve? How can I help us as we endeavor to reach more people? Uh, directly following this service, uh, we're, going to, we're going to have a meeting right here in the sanctuary. Just stay, stay where you're seated. Uh, Pastor Gil and my wife, Pastor Jenny, are going to lead that meeting. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm challenging us as a church. We go, God, I'm going to receive your call freshly. And I, I want to invite one. I, I want to serve one. Okay, okay, let me, last thing. This is not a you thing. This is a me thing. I'm, God, who is it in my world? Who in my world has God given me the, the divine influence and, and, and opportunity? And I'm every day walking, walking past it, not even thinking twice. I want to use by, be used by you, God, to reach one. I want to invite one. I want to share the gospel with, with more people. Why? Because this is the call on our lives. Can I pray for you, God? Thank you today. Thank you today for your word. Thank you for stirring us as a community. We've all been born to lead. We, we've all been called by you to help people get from where they are right now to where you, you desire them to be. We all have influence. We all have gifts and abilities. I pray we'd be stirred, God, and freshly would receive your calling, your qualification, your empowerment. And I pray that as we are stirred together, that in the days to come, we would make a significant impact in our world because of the call that's on our life and us simply saying yes to Jesus. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe 
and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.